Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. Look at it. It's real beautiful outside. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? Thank you for waiting if you're watching live. My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on the Twitter and Instagram. This guy's already drunk on Coke Zero. That is DMAC underscore LA on the Twitter, on the Instagram. He's feeling, I don't know, how are you feeling? Because, I mean, we're feeling like okay, but also we're looking at this Dodgers lineup. They're, they're 500 through 16 games. It's frustrating times, I guess we'll say, for fans. I'm on a big high from the Lakers win, but a big low with the, the Dodgers being at 500. So I'm basically right at the middle. This Dodger team, they need to be fixed, but thankfully. here. A little bit of cyanide here, a little bit of... Exactly, yeah. I mean, this team has just been uninspiring. (laughs) I I mean, the fact we should be celebrating this week. I mean, Max Muncy, he breaks out. He owns the Giants. You get their first walk-off of the season. But the offense, they've been cold. The pitching, like Freddie Freeman said yesterday, when the pitchers pitch, we don't hit. When we hit, the pitchers don't pitch. So, yeah, I mean, you just haven't had a consistent stretch of games where this team has really put it all together. But it's still very early in the season, but still... I'm in the overreaction business, and I think that yeah. uh, we're going to definitely talk some overreacting tonight. So drop your overreactions in the comments below. Let us know where you're representing Dodgers Nation tonight in the comments. Drop them area codes. Uh, hey, if you're waiting in line at, at Dodger Stadium, we want to know that, too. I don't know why you're watching us on your phone. It seems illegal. But um, on today's show, we're going to take a very mini CT3 uh, uh, victory lap before getting into the argument about why the hell is he batting cleanup? Which you did, Clint. Uh, you know, I have that power about me. I appreciate everybody getting behind me on that. When when the second it happened, I felt uh, I felt all the love from, like, the four people on Twitter. Uh, other little roster moves and, I guess we'll say, uh, updates, injury updates and things going on around the club. We got to talk about the cold bats. Hey, it's been a whole lot of bullpen talk but now it's cold bat talk and the boomer bust offense is very very um f- on the forefront right now and other little things we're going to talk about uh, throughout the show plus we got to preview this met series so before we get into the show we got to remind you this is a podcast as well as a live stream so if you can't watch us live <laughs> we uh will take you in your ears or you'll take us in your ears on itunes and all the spots that your podcasts are available for free hey leave a review i haven't asked for reviews on there for a while rate the show leave some reviews it's not just this show the post game show goes on there other doug content so all the doug you need um in your life lives right there so do we get into comments right now or or is it sleepy time i think it's sleepy time you know what Doug, I want you to, I want you to 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 have that that uh, incredible mask there, guys. Man's asleep. Look at this. This lady is so is so comfy. She's so happy. They make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Look at look at how comfortable Doug is. Doug, are you Doug is right on now? a train train of sleep. He looks comfortable. I'm like he the looks, Dodger bats right now. Looks, I'm like the Dodger bats. He looks I'm like asleep. he's ready I'm to asleep. be refreshed by that everything they do uh, is to enable slumber. uh better lives through better sleep they work relentlessly 
to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. We know Noah needs it. He needs to check out mantasleep.com today, and you all can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Mantasleep.com. Tell him Doug sent you. I'm telling you, hey, Doug, wake up. Was, Doug. The, was the umpire? We need the prop back, though. I hope I didn't break it. Was the umpire Sean Barber wearing this behind the plate yesterday? Because <laughs> he was sleeping. He was blind. He was sleeping. And this is very comfortable, though. I think the three hours I sleep a night, I'm going to start wearing this. Doug's yeah, like looks, sleeping in the middle of the show, right? He looks like he's ready to, like, he's Doug, you actually look like you're about to, like, yeah, it looks like you're about to, like, no, can, I, can, I, can I legally take this off? Yeah, you're, you're good. good. Man yeah. to sleep. Check looks, it out, guys. Wow. Man to sleep. Dot com. Oh, wow. All right, let's get into some comments there. Hey, and and shout out to Doug's fan, uh, fantastic uh, acting, by the way. Um, DKM says DMAC is on the train of rest. Just hey, saying. That man, that's what Mantis Sleep does. That's what to it's you. here for. Yeah, You're just resting. Very rested. Doug actually just took a seven hour nap. Uh, Joe Andrew Mama Freeman says DMAC show probably. is better than Clint's. Just don't tell Clint. I don't have a show. This is your show. All of these shows belong to you guys. This is our show. We're just hosting it. <laughs> Wait a minute. This really put me to sleep. I'm in a weird place now. <laughs> Uh, the Skyler Wyatt sleep. or Skiller Wyatt, if I messed that up, my apologies, says uh, our bats are cold. We just need to get some more hits. Michael's checking in from the 559. Diane Schroeder's in the stream. She says, come on, peeps, smash the like button for Clint and DMAC. Thank you very much. Uh, Michael says the top three aren't showing up. Yeah, the, the, well, without Will Smith, who's concussed, um, <laughs> things are a little off right now for your boys in blue. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, Joe Mama also says Dodgers better off with Clint hitting cleanup. You know, I I I, I get the, I get the job done. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. This guy hits dingers. Put the ball in play. Put move, the ball in play. Keep find the, the line gaps. moving. Yeah, that's what it's about. B Guzman says a uh, Guzman. Yeah. Um, Guzman says Muncie better step up, son. Uh, Trace says uh, that I cursed Andre Jackson. This is a win lose. Um, nah, bro, he, he, he cursed himself by being like, hey, yeah, here comes a fastball. And then he got his ass shipped out. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm very high on, I'm bullish on Andre. I think he will be back um, and be very important to this team very, very soon this season. But right now they just needed an, a healthy arm, a rested arm to make it through uh, the, the next, whatever, five or six games Um they're playing here. Bro Tech Gaming Podcast 661 is checking in. Indian Wells, of course, is where Diane lives. You give us a few in here. We got B. Guzman says Sean Barber had to take a dump. That's very interesting. We got coming in from the IE Baby 951 from Joshua B. We got Christian Terry. And this is going to be a topic that I'm going to be keeping my eyes on all season. It says, I hope Otani is worth it because this season is rough. Now, you know, I could fall down to the weeds on this one and I won't, but that is a very interesting observation because yeah, it does feel like were they truly looking ahead? I mean, is it, was it really worth it? Because to me, I see Freddie Freeman, I see Mookie Betts, and I see a team that is sitting at 500 despite a very soft schedule to start the season. They should be off to a really nice start and really building themselves a cushion in the NOS, especially when you consider the fact that the Padres had to go to the East and play some of those big National League teams mm -hmm. like the Braves, like the Mets. And look, they're lucky that this whole division really has just been average in losing games. I mean, because there could be a scenario where the Dodgers are down four games. They're four games back in this division right now. So, yeah, it's a very interesting topic. And I still think this organization, there's no way that an organization that is this committed to winning each and every year said, we're going to punt on this season just to go after Otani. But we'll discuss that a little more in a minute. Trace Hayward season 2022. Tim Anderson 
will save this team more than Machado <laughs> did. You guys see what I'm doing, right? I we planted the Tim Anderson seed a few months ago, and I kind of ramped it up, and now I got people talking. I see people over Twitter trying to trying to will some Tim Anderson mm -hmm. love. So yeah, I mean it'll be very interesting to see because Miguel Rojas is not really doing very much with the stick at the shortstop position. It does look like they need a different dynamic as far as a guy with a little more bat to ball skill. So that's interesting. We got DCAM. This means DMAC is now the manager. Actually, would be <laughs> I would be Clint's Bob Guerin because me my predictions more come with free agents and trades and stuff. I mean, if it wasn't for basically. Carlos Correa having, you know, worse <laughs> legs than Lieutenant Dan, you know, I would have basically gone chalk, but you are the man when it comes to when it comes to roster stuff and really putting guys in big spots. I mean, the Clint cure is real, ladies and gentlemen. But we got B. Guzman. Does Andre Jackson need, does Andre Ethier need another job? So you guys calling up some old Dodgers to help this team. But yeah, these I, look, I think we're in this weird space, Clint, with this team yeah. where they're not terrible. They're not great. They're really just right in the middle. And I'll give you credit. I mean, when the season started, there's always this optimism on opening day. We're going to win 95 plus games. We're going to run away with the yeah, West. You said yeah. this team is going to be hovering around 500 for the first, first few months of the season until they figure things out. And that's exactly what they've been doing. The problem is Dodgers fans, all of us, uh, this is this is new territory for us. It's been a while since it's had a really extremely mid-season. And it's, and it's that much worse when it's uh, opening the season this way. But uh, you're talking about a team that's uh, in the last, what, five full seasons of, of, of baseball. It's 104 wins, it's 106, 106, 111 wins. And now we're, we're seeing... I don't know if this is the real team. We'll get more into that a little bit, but we're just seeing that, hey, this is a, a roster that's still trying to figure itself out, and it's also a roster where if they're going to be bad, they better be extremely bad early so they can sell off some people, get under that luxury tax threshold, and make sure they have plenty of green in the pocket for Otani to make his way to the real L.A. <laughs> I mean, that's really interesting, I and mean, you told me that before the show, and I thought... Look, I mean, at what point during the season do you look to kind of move off some guys? Of course, they could attach some prospects to a Blake Trinan, maybe move a Chris Taylor. I mean, there are some pieces they could trade away to get under the cap but and try to get under that CBT to put themselves in a better position to make a run at Otani this offseason. But look, this is a team that prints money. This is a team that, when it comes to revenue, they make it and generate it better than any team in Major League Baseball. I think it would be a disservice to not only their fans, but the current players, the veterans of yeah. the team. You mean to tell me Andrew Freeman's going to go to Clay and Kershaw? He's going to go, bro. sorry, man, this yeah, could be yeah. your last season. Instead of giving your flowers, we're going to punt on this season. How about a guy like Julio Urias, who I think he battled yesterday. He gave this team a chance to win. He's looked outstanding early on this season. This might be your last year with Julio. Also, Freddie Freeman isn't getting any younger. Same with Mookie Betts. I think, look, just look at this Lakers team. What did they do? They had a Russell Westbrook problem. They fixed that thing overnight, and they're making a run at a championship. <laughs> Look at the Rams a few years ago. They sold some of their future. They took that money out of their 401k and said, we're going to win a championship <laughs> because that is what this city is about. Look, the reality here is the bar is set so high that if you do not win a championship, your season is considered a failure. And I look at this team that went out and signed a Freddie Freeman, and everyone was elated by that. You go and trade for Mookie Betts. Well, you have this combination of Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. Do you really mean to tell me that you signed Freddie Freeman to win one postseason game playing alongside Mookie Betts? That doesn't yeah. sit well with me. I think you had to make a run this year because they still have enough pieces to make things interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, all all great points there. Uh, we, we've we seen the club score right now. Like like you already said, what Freddie said. It's like when, when the bats are not going, the, the pitching is going well. 
Um, I don't think what we saw during the Cubs series is the real team. Um, I don't think the team that goes out and scores eight to 10 runs a game is the real team. Um, it's going to be somewhere in the middle, but this is a team, and I wrote about it earlier uh, on thedodgersnation.com, so go ahead and check it out. But this is a team that um, they didn't there's, – there's a lot of new pieces, this much we know, but they didn't play together that much in spring training, like the core, the main guys that this team was going to rely on. So you're kind of seeing – a little bit of extended spring training right now with some of these guys finding roles. I mean, we haven't seen David Peralta save for a, you know, historic pinch hitting moment. We haven't seen him in four or five days. Um, we don't know what Chris Taylor's really going to be like. Muncie came out of the gate slow. Uh, we're still waiting for Mookie Betts to look like he knows how to swing a baseball bat because he's, he's taking some very, very awkward looking hacks uh, at the moment. And he's not happy about it either, but it's just it's a club that that needs some time to figure it out. And it just it we are all as Dodger fans not used to it happening during the season. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100 percent on that is that not a lot is being just talked about when it comes to this team needing time to gel. I mean, you still have to mention the Gavin Lux injury. They were blindsided by that. Yeah, and that was you huge. on top of everything else force a Miguel Rojas to play a role that he wasn't expected to play. But still, I mean, kind of my overall takeaway and for lack of a better phrase, for lack of a better word, it just doesn't feel like this team and this lineup has the juice right now. Yes, you get that big walk-off win. I thought it was great to see the bottom of the order create that with the James Albin. He gets the hit, and the Dodgers were 0 of 22 at that point during that game. He gets the big hit. Then Miguel Vargas, who gets a big extra base hit. You saw those guys impact the game with their base running. A great send by Dino Ebel. Get him under that tag. And then David Peralta on a hit that you never know. I mean, he was one of the more shifted-on players yeah. in previous years. That that's an not, out. Yeah, that's 100% an yeah. out uh, last year and the last handful of years for sure. Hey, we got somebody helping out in the stream here. Mike Saldana says he got rid of my girlfriend. I got rid of my girlfriend. Now I'm a, I'm a championship guy. So I, I, okay. I guess that's, that's how it works. Here you go. Slump buster, right? <laughs> you watch the show Arliss back in the day, anyone? <laughs> Why not? Uh, I do. I mean, there's a lot of things that we need to talk about yeah. or be we could dive in on for days, like, you know, about the Mookie, about the top of the order, about how how bad this team is when Will Smith is not in the lineup because if it wasn't for that pinch hit, uh, the pinch hit heroics, they would be, I think it's what now they would be, well, they are two and five, I guess when he's not in the lineup yeah. or really when Austin's starting. So it's a little bit of a little bit of an issue. We'll call it right now, but let's get into some of the things we have written down that we want to talk about, but we'll still be all over the place. Uh, this is the latest in Dodgers Nation, and yes, this is brought to you by the Dodgers Nation app. We have an app. Go check it out. You can put it on your phone. You can go like boop, doop, 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 and uh, it gets you scheduled right there. It gets you all of our YouTube content, our podcast content, our written content. Keep up to date with your Los Angeles Dodgers better than you can um, with any other thing, unless you feel like clicking a lot of different things, because then, I mean, there might be other information out there, but why not have it in one spot? It's number one Dodgers app in the App Store, and that means something good. So go download it. Down, download that, uh, that bad boy, and uh, your grandma will thank you. Dodgers news. Will Smith heads to the seven-day injured list with a concussion. Got beat around a little bit. 
in yeah. San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I went back and looked at that game, and you could see when that that's that's painful. I mean, was a he was, and he's a tough guy. He's a tough yeah. dude. He wants to stay out there, but you could tell he got his bell rung a little bit. And I think early on this season, you want to get him right. I mean, you want to miss extended time because this is a guy that we know wants to make that first All Star team. He's coming out of the gate strong. He's really been really the Dodgers' best and most consistent hitter, a 174 WRC plus, slugging 641 in 11 games, three home runs. You mentioned their record when he's not in that lineup. He gives them a hitter that's dangerous, but also has the combination of he can slug, but also he can get hit rocket singles. Mm -hmm. He can put the ball in play, and they're definitely missing that from this lineup. And yeah, he needs to get back in the worst way. And then Austin wins, who that's a big time rental. If you look at the lineup today, not a winning lineup if you <laughs> kind of look at it from top to bottom, but still, what are your thoughts on Austin wins? Uh, I mean, he's... He's a guy. He's a jag. Yeah. He's a he's a, a jag. Warm body. He's a he. I mean, Dave even said it. we don't know how long he's going to be here. He's going to be here until Will Smith is ready to go. Update on Will today. He did his his usual workout. Looks like you know, knock on desk here in one ten studio LA. Um, he should be back in the lineup on Thursday in Chicago. So that would be is it Thursday or Friday? Whichever Thursday. one of them. Thursday. Thursday. He's going to be there in the Chicago series uh, at some point in time. Um, that's when he's eligible to come off that that seven day concussion IL. But it's 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 really bad. It's really painful not having Will in the lineup just just because apparently he's somehow now in in what year five of his career uh, has become the glue guy for this offense. Yeah, I think that to me it kind of speaks to a bigger problem. I mean, look at some of those teams, two thousand seven, two thousand eight Dodger teams. You know, they're right middle of the pack. I mean. Andre Ether or James Loney, some of those guys yeah. go down. You're starting to worry about this offense. This is a team that we've really seen so many guys step up throughout the years, and you weren't really pinning it down to just one guy. I mean, you had a couple guys like Justin Turner. You can always count on getting his bat on the ball. Guys that <laughs> yeah. really could get hot throughout the season, and I think that's a lot of almost unnecessary pressure on Will Smith to come yeah. back and be the savior. I mean, this is a catcher. This is a guy that, yes, he has established himself, but my opinion, as the best hitting catcher in the game, the best all-around catcher in the game, but still, I mean, you miss some time after having a hot start it might take you a few games to really get your rhythm back at the box so hopefully that he can pick up where he left off but still i think will smith one hitter is not going to change everything for your entire lineup i mean kind of is right now right now it is but i'm just saying what, for the six runs in the three game series without him in the lineup they looked like doo-doo no they definitely <laughs> look like uh yeah they look really Willie bad. was in that lineup they scored what 10 thank you they scored uh um 10 runs against the giants in that game where he got his ass beat yeah, thank you. And uh, <laughs> and and the second he's out of the lineup, what Austin is now uh, Barnes that is is one for eighteen, one for something. He's one for bad. He's looking not very good at the plate, um, not making funky fresh contact. I don't know what I'm doing here, but <laughs> he was not making good contact like he was with Team Mexico. He's not taking exceptionally great at bats getting on. And and when you have um, you know, you need somebody the consistency of like Freddie and Will in that lineup to help offset the streaky guys like JD, who's now on a cold streak. Um, CT, who is on a perpetual cold streak, except for when I talk about him and I say one hit is him breaking out and he goes and gets two homers as I as I predicted. So again, double victory lap once once again here. But um, the bats are cold. Yeah, Real cold. 
No, I mean, exactly. they hit under 100 in the series against the Cubs. Two runs per game, you're not going to win very many games. But I just think that if you're putting all if you're putting all this on Will Smith and saying this is the yeah. guy that has to carry you, that to me says, okay, this team isn't a doesn't have a lineup that can go deep in the postseason. But look, the reality is you're going to see Freddie Freeman turn it around. I think Freddie Freeman has gone through a really cold stretch. And last year, early <laughs> in the year, after all the big hubbub, when he comes out and you see the first couple of games, he was pretty hot. But then he did have a little bit of a swoon there. And then he really picked it up and he was outstanding for the rest of the way and was an MVP caliber player. So you can talk about some of the guys in this lineup that needs to step up. Freddie Freeman is the guy that I'm pointing at. They really needs to put this team on his shoulders and be the Freddie Freeman that's established himself as one of the best hitters in the game. Last week, Clint, Goes three for 25, hits 120, yeah, zero extra base hits, nine strikeouts, a 32% strikeout rate. This guy was a 19.2% career strikeout rate, 17.8 last year. And also the strikeouts uncharacteristic, no extra base hits. You're seeing him chase at pitches up out of the zone. Yesterday, he did get squeezed by the home plate. Um, we'll talk about that one. But yeah, this just doesn't look like the Freddie Freeman that we've seen. And yeah, he's definitely not seeing the ball well at the moment, but he's going to pick things up i mean just look at the nlcs in 2021 when he was going through struggles and then all of a sudden it clicked into place i had a braves fan on the post game show yesterday and first of all shout out to a braves fan watching our dodgers nation post was it show. braves better it braves wasn't better. braves better it wasn't uh, braves better i don't know braves I, I miss him i miss braves DN, that's a dn hall of Famer. yeah too. absolute hall of fame <laughs> He's in, yeah, he's in his mom's basement somewhere. But, yeah, Braves better shout out to you. But, no, he was telling me that, look, last year for the Dodgers, to see him consistently hit throughout the entire season after that first little slump, that was not really the Freddie Freeman. He does have these micro slumps yeah. throughout his career. But, yeah, I think for Freddie, he needs to pick things up, and I think you will see that this week because he's going to go th about his normal routine, and the results are still going to be there. He's still hitting over 300 for the season. The thing uh, that I've learned about watching Freddie Freeman as a day-in, day-out Dodger now for the last season plus a couple of weeks is he hates those interviews with the, he hates those scrums with reporters after the games like he had on Sunday. He hates having to try to answer the unanswerable question of like what's going on with this offense. We are not scoring more points than the other team. Have a good evening. I yeah. want to go home. There's they, they need you need to give them more for a story. And he doesn't like doing that. What, what you're going to see out of Freddie, Fred as I call him these next few days. First name basis. He's going to be doing what he does best when he needs to get himself back on track and Dodgers fans will remember it in the 2021 postseason against LA, he's just going to start poking that ball to left field. He's going to get back in that rhythm of letting the ball travel. And then that's going to lead to a two, three hit game. That's going to lead to the power coming back. And then Freddie Freeman will be Freddie Freeman again. That's what, that's what he wants to do because he does not want to face those stupid questions. Uh, <laughs> that I mean, I understand why you need to ask him, but yeah, wait, wait for the Freddie breakout. So I guess that's my next breakout. I'm going to fix Freddie Freeman here. That's you're welcome. One less, that's not that hard, but I mean, <laughs> Freddie is going to be fine. I mean, Look, I think the thing, too, when you look at his at-bats at the plate, you usually see the ball getting deeper. Yeah. He's kind of just kind of a little bit more out in front than he has in the last week. But And you're credit, right. Credit credit to the Cubs. They pitched him really well. All right, so, Freddie, how many bombs this week then, Clint? The Clint here is real, ladies and gentlemen. You know what? I think he's going to I think he's gonna go. He's going to feel, be feeling real froggy. He's going four bombas this week. Four bombs. My goodness. He's playing the Mets, a team he's played a lot in his career. Fire take. And does not like. And uh, then more Cubs. He's going to want to make up for a bad series against the Cubs. So four bomb Freddy.
Four Bomb Freddy. He's going to have an angry week for sure. Yeah. That's what we need. We need some angry Mookie at the top of the lineup, too. Um, we got other little notes and updates and all that kind of stuff. A uh, little scrambled on some of this. I want to ask you, though, uh, again, six runs, three games. Do we give any credit to Cubs pitching, or is it more the Dodgers offense just being anemic AF? I mean, Steele's gone up to a really nice start. They've struggled against lefties all year. I mean, this team just cannot hit against lefties. Yeah, I mean, pretty much that's the issue. But also, I mean, Tyone, I mean, this is really a middle-of-the-pack starting rotation. You don't have top-end relievers. I think the at-bat quality was just bad. You saw a lot of chasing out of the zone, not getting on top of pitches in the zone. And I think that you're starting to see the effects of this team having a roster that's constructed to play for the slug. I mean, last year, what I say, if you want the dub, you've got a slug, but times have changed. You have to put the ball in play. To me, the Dodgers are a BlackBerry living in an iPhone world, and they need to switch their style up. They need to be less Snapchat and be a little more TikTok right now. They need to put the ball in play, and you're seeing those cold spells. They are too long, and that is their issue. And when you're not hitting the ball over the fence, and you don't have a lot of guys. I mean, look at this lineup, right? J.D. Martinez, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, hit 35 bombs last year, but they're not constructed like the New York Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, where you can point to three or four guys that you can guarantee you're going to hit 30 plus bombs, right? And with the shift in place, you're seeing balls that are going right to defenders or they're just really having trouble just putting the ball in play. And yeah, I mean, you got to tip your cap a little bit to this Cubs team. I mean, the pitching definitely was solid all throughout, but we also saw this team miss a lot of pitches in the zone that we're used to see him drop. I mean, yesterday, Max Muncy has the bases loaded and he goes down swinging. Freddie Freeman early in that game, he had first and second with two outs. He lets a cookie that's right in his nitro zone get past. He takes it for strike three. So yeah. kind of going back to my point, they're just not seeing the ball well. And then on top of that, you got the issue with stolen bases but this offense I think just they have a lot of guys that you can see out there they're trying to lift they're trying to slug and you're not seeing just consistent hard contact a couple comments here Michael a little while ago we're way behind the comments because time just time just flies when Doug and I are sitting here talking Dodger baseball it says uh, Michael says it's going to be a long season y'all Brian Uh, Brian Fouts is uh, being positive the year they won 106 games weren't they like 500 uh, under 500 early in June might be wrong, uh, but it's early and I'm not panicking yet. I don't think we're in panic switch mode yet. I think it's just after a season where a team wins 111 games and then they go out and let so much of the roster walk. I could. It, it's easy to be frustrated in some way or just want you want your team to do better than 500. Hepatitis. See you later. Says on nice. the positive side, Andy Pajes is raking at double A right now. Player the of the week hard, man. in the Texas League down at double A. It's going to be a great trade chip. You yeah. know who else is killing it? Michael Bush. Dude is going off. That That is a kid who needs a spot on this roster yesterday. He's Crash Davis, man. He just can't get his <laughs> opportunity at the big league level. He has nothing else to prove. And I had some people in my comments yesterday that they were theorizing that, hey, are the Dodgers not bringing some of these guys up because they want to? Ha- they don't want to hurt their trade stock. I mean, I had people asking for Diego Cartaya yesterday. Of course, I mean, that's not going to happen, right? But still, I you'd mean, you'd like to see Diego Cartaya over Austin wins, but also I understand why you don't call him. You're up not a Fiducci truther like me. <laughs> well, I mean, you have one guy no, who's playing. this, you know, top prospect in baseball, number twelve in the MLB pipeline. Number one in the Dodgers system, he's a catcher. You need a catcher. Why do you not go to him? You don't go to him because he's played five games, now six games at the double-A level in his life. 
But you also don't want to expose him, too, at the big yeah, league level. Yeah. And then if you're trying to use Diego Cartaya as a trade chip, I think this Dodgers team, I'm still of the belief. I mean, if you saw my conversation with Alana Rizzo, she made it pretty clear that Andrew Friedman is still going to be aggressive. Like I said to her, this team needs to be all gas and no brakes with this team as it is constructed. But still, offensively, I think the the commenter who mentioned the 106-win season, we did get off to a slow start. And yes, we did. Well, one, there was a much difficult start to the season as far as the opponents, but also you could see that team's ceiling. I mean, yeah. this team, I think, offensively, you know, the, the wild thing is, Clint, I mean, one of the big what-ifs that we were talking about in one of our preview shows, we already have a pretty solid answer in that the early returns on James Outland and Miguel Vargas are pretty solid, but still the offense isn't generating runs consistently yeah. like we had hoped, but... It doesn't help that they're both on kind of a little bit of a cold spell from where, I mean, from the highs that they started the season at. You got Jimmy down to, like, batting 270, which is going to be fine. He's also going to find his way a little bit higher. But, um, you know, when you have a... a yeah, James <laughs> Alman actually hit 211 last week, and uh, Vargas hit... Actually, Vargas hit 211. They Varg both hit 211. Okay. Vargas gets on wow. base. We know that, but hey, hey, clip yes, Dave, last week. Dave mentioned that though, because he was asked like, "What's going on with Vargas?" And you know, he said, "I'm going to give him a talk. I'm going to reassure him." And all of a sudden, Miguel Vargas is out there. He's swinging again, which is part of hitting a baseball. You kind of need to swing at him, and you know, I think he had three hits uh, after yeah. the little conversation. No, I, I predict that he's going to get hot. I think if you look at him in the box, he's being a lot more more decisive with his swing. I mean, you're seeing yeah. less hesitation, and I think he realizes that, yeah, it's great to be an on-base machine, but he got to taste that big double the other day. He wants to be a gap-to-gap -gap guy. He wants to get extra base hits, and I think you're going to see Miguel Vargas turn things up, and I think you're going to probably see in stretches this year him and James Altman, they're not going to be hot at the same exact time, but yeah. they might flip-flop during certain stretches, and I think this is Miguel Vargas's turn to really go off and provide a nice boost there in the bottom third of that lineup. So, yeah, I mean, it's great that he sees the ball as well as he does, but now it's really time to step in there and get that bat on the ball and give this offense something that it really lacks. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Agreed to everything I was listening to because I, I there's a few comments in here. I think we should get to them. Let's get to but, them. Um, uh, this was a little while ago, too, because this was something we wanted to talk about for a bit. Let's not dive too deep on this. But Angie asked uh, or says that wasn't good yesterday. We lost because of the umpires. And that once again brings up the robo ump conversation. We ran a poll on Dodgers Nation on Twitter. Check it out. Follow us if you're on the Internet. 70% um, of people, just about 70% of people do want some form of the form of the robo ump where do you stand after you know uh, we're all uh evolving as as each game goes by and each each time somebody like uh sean whatever his name is is behind home plate what's what's the the dmac uh, uh, underscore la stance on the robo ump right now yeah i mean after yesterday and we know his name is sean i should have been a barber because you can't cut it as an umpire okay and him behind the plate to make three bad calls that took the bat out of the dodgers hand late in the game i don't know if he had the clipper if he had 
if you had the Cubs plus one, if you wanted to watch that Clippers playoff game, if you had to pee, if you had reservations at the Palm or something like that. But he clearly wanted to see that game end. And to me, I just look at Major League Baseball and the product of baseball. And you want the players to be able to decide the game. And Jason Hayward, that should have been ball five. Okay, that was the fifth ball in the at-bat. The Peralta one was on the border. I can understand. But then Freddie Freeman, we're talking about an MVP. We're talking about an all-star. You missed that bat in the bottom of the zone. And it really hurt that Dodgers team's chances that we know they can come back and win the game. Did it cost them the game? No, because they had eight innings to go and win you the game. And when you score two runs, you really don't have a big a big stage to really complain. I mean, look, I mean, let's be honest. That offense was putrid, but still, I think if you look at the robo-umps, and if you look at the fact that, yes, they're not 100% accurate, and Joe West has come out and say, oh, they're only 7% accurate in big leaguers, big league umpires, if they grade them, because a lot of people uh, in the comments, they say, why aren't these guys held accountable? Well, they actually are held accountable in that they are scored, and mm-hmm. big league umpires on average are 95% correct in their calls, but I still... I I talked to a scout at the Dodger game on Saturday, and he told me that a lot of umpires around the league, they're complaining with all the increased responsibilities that they do have and that that's kind of hurting their concentration. But on the same token, I've been saying this for years, is you need to give... Dave Roberts, you need to give the managers the ability to challenge three Thank calls you. per game because I that's how it. it is in the Arizona Fall League when they sample with the ABS system and you get three challenges. And then that's why you still have a strategy and say, oh, if you used it in the second inning, why'd you use a challenge in the second inning? Because look, the reality is that's three challenges. You had three calls that you say cost them the game. You could have used them in those situations. And I think it takes some pressure off the umpire. I think it makes the game actually more interesting yeah. and more dynamic. And also, look, you want the player to decide the game. And my other big gripe is about pitch framing. I mean, look at the pitch framing. I've always said for years, if you want to be a magician, go to the Magic Castle, right? You want to be a catcher, be a catcher. Because we don't need to see that level of deception. You're not pulling a rabbit out of a hat. You're trying to steal a strike. They literally say you're stealing a strike. So, yeah, I mean, we know Rob Manfred, he likes to say, oh, we're taking jobs away from guys that have that in-hand skill. But I think that you can't have pitch framing like that, even though it is a skill, and I understand understand it but still it is deception so yeah i hated it because i wanted to see another walk off instead of how the game ended but what were yeah. your thoughts on it um well i mean yeah the the actual calls pure crap you know i i, I what i want to see i don't know about the full-time robo ump um i love the idea of a challenge i i actually like the idea of like a battered challenge i just don't know how you do that they do they, they tap well heads. i know they do that but but how do you oh. limit it because yeah, then, then batters are going to be there like all the time. Oh, I'm going to challenge that one. Oh, I'm going to challenge that. Yeah, yeah. And then, like and then we're going to look like early Dodgers, uh, you know, 2022 oh, yeah, Dodgers yeah, yeah, right there, back when they was too short. Uh, that's what I would like to see. I like the idea of three. I think five is too many because then you got to be smart about your challenges. Yeah, no, and I think, too, I mean, Major League Baseball, the way they would look at this is what do they want to do? They want to keep these games as short as possible. We've already seen the new rules have an impact games averaging around two hours and 38 minutes. If you're using the robo-ump system, the ABS, it's not like, Clint, you have to go back and watch um, a swipe tag or the leg getting under or anything like that. It should be instant, so it's not like it's going to add any additional time. And I think it'd be great for the game because yesterday, I mean, Barb, Sean Barber, he went to the Angel Hernandez School of Umpiring, and you had fans in my comments saying, this is the first time I've wished that we had Angel Hernandez <laughs> instead of Sean Barber. So when you're in that conversation, you know you're making guys mad, but me, I'm always about the growth of the game. And when you consider it's week one of the NBA playoffs, you have the NHL playoffs going. You don't. No one paid to see the umpires ump. You paid to see these professional athletes. There's 738 of these big 
big leaguers in the world. You want to see their talent shine out there. And I was really surprised, too, when you consider, I mean, did you see Jason Hayward after the game? He said that he hasn't seen three bad calls like that since low A ball or yeah, something like yeah. that. So fourteen years ago or yeah. something. Yeah, th th it was it was pretty uh, pretty egregious. But then you go and see the umpire scorecard come out on Twitter, and it's like it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Of course, the four, three or four biggest calls were all against the Dodgers, and they were all pretty much the ones. He had the Cubs in, plus one. I'm telling you, in the ninth inning. You know, I think Homeboy just wanted to beat the traffic, or he had a reservation, maybe at the Magic Castle, to work on yeah. his pitch framing or something like that. A few <laughs> comments here because we've been. Really bad about the comments oh, so wow. far. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Uh, Dodgers Chloe, she says maybe we could just have half and half just because there's guys like Pat Hoberg that can actually call a good out. game. Uh, we love some Pat Hoberg up in here. Actually, I love no umpires. I love nothing. I'm dead inside. But um, more, more people in on the challenge. Diane says, I love the idea of a challenge system until we get the robo ump. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Maddie Man Five Dodge says, "Obviously, you should only challenge called strike threes." I do like that. I mean, you also probably point. would not want to waste it on like, all right, that's strike one. Yeah, no. Also, dude, that's going to take the batter out of his rhythm too early in the at yeah. bat. So I like and, that take and it's there. It's not like, it's like something that. where they they don't they're not going to need to go to you know on the phone to New York. They're not going to need to go take this time it, it, right now with the pitch clock. They have a buzzer that tells them when a batter has incurred an infraction or a violation or a pitcher has uh, you know violated himself or whatever we want to say with it. Wait, <laughs> thank you. I thought I was going to get a beep. Thank you. Uh, they could just have uh, no. That was that was you know. Here's a ball. Here's a strike buzzer, uh, and then they just have a whole bunch of you know. I don't know. Apple but I did want to ask them. you though. I do want to ask you though because I know you're a big fan of old school baseball and like the characters of the game, the Sparky yeah, Andersons, be able to sharpen, the sharpen our cleats like we could back in the day. Go in, spikes up. Honus Wagner attacking a fan in the in the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's kind of my big thing, too, is you don't want to lose that element of the game because I did the postgame show right after the game, but as I was clicking off, I did hear them say Dave Roberts is going to the to get thrown out after the game. Did he actually get thrown out after the I game? Didn't or? See, I, I know uh, Joe Davis mentioned it. Yeah. I don't think he got tossed. I don't think so either, and I think maybe after the Jason Hayward call i think that was the time to go out there maybe kick some dirt on the ump and maybe just kind of light a fire under your team i there know that's kind of the something too yeah. uh, that i like that I, I know a lot of people do not like it they think it's all just you know show but think of uh you know like aaron boone not that it's ever done anything but aaron boone loves going and get himself kicked out of game uh, for his yankees and he, you know the fans appreciate it or something but i do think there is something to you know, inspiring your team. I don't know if it would have made that much of a difference in that situation. If anything, it might have pissed off home plate umpire more and maybe Freddie Freeman strikes out on two pitches instead of three. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think there's something to it. I, I, like, I enjoy a good old-fashioned argument Kicking some dirt, throwing some bases. If we around. had robo ohms, we could lose that to an extent because I mean, maybe they could. Hey, kind maybe of they could break the. It. Yeah, it's that's a good point. It kind of has been phased out. A lot of nice guys in the game. You don't see those old school types. But yeah, look, I think what fans want is they want the right calls, and I think that uh, you're going to continue to see human error as far as umpires and. I think you're, you're going to see it as a part of the game probably the next two or three years. I think you're. we've seen the signs. We've seen the ABS system work relatively well. Rick Monday is the is the guy who's kind of like he talks about how he prefers human ums versus no. robo. <laughs> yeah. Rick a Monday? Yeah. Rick Monday is a big. You, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. So you're telling me Rick Monday 
talked about how the game used to be back in his day. Yeah. No, he doesn't ever do that. <laughs> yeah. Not a single time has Rick Monday ever talked about the way the game used to be. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's definitely a big human ump guy. So I, love, I think all that I love Rick. Rick yeah, is, no, Rick's Rick is the great. best. He's the best. But I think the point I'm trying to make is that once we prove to the Rick Monday types that the game would be better off with the Robo Ump, and also too, if you see the success that some of the new roles are going to have this year, they're going to say, okay, we got to trust these guys. We got to trust the evolution of the sport. So I definitely think in due time you are going to see those Robo Umps. I've always had the theory that these bad umpires, the Angel Hernandezes, the Sean Barbers, that they actually own stock in the robo ump companies and then they're being bad on purpose just so they switch to it just so they can make you know money what? off it what about this guy coming in here dropping conspiracies. conspiracy theories <laughs> over here foil theory. <laughs> come on man hey i'm just telling you like me and cody we know doug doug gets real out of pocket with some ish sometimes like that and that's when it's fun <laughs> no i have no idea what you're talking about doug has some controversial or not controversial sorry some uh what was it? Conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some takes. He's some yeah, thoughts for sure. Was, he's the, moon, he's hey, was the, the moon landing real? Yes or no? <laughs> I don't. Oh. I don't want an explanation. Just yes or no. No. Oh, oh breaking news! No, it was real. It was real, but <laughs> it wasn't the Titanic that actually sunk. But I won't get it's into like, that one. <laughs> he's like, he's like, whatever you think it is is totally what it was. I'm just this is your show. I'm just what yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I brought up. We brought up Dave Roberts. We brought up the manager. So of course the comments are going off. Um, we probably just need to dedicate a full show at some point to talking. We'll see how Dave they play Roberts. this week. Maybe Friday's show. Friday's f the Friday fun show. Is that Friday that? fun show at um, four o'clock? I think is when we're doing those, so we can, you know. Well, it's, they're gonna be. We have to figure that one out because they're gonna be, be on the day, road. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, let's move on a little bit. I didn't think we were gonna talk that long about uh, robo umps, but it is. Uh, it's a nuanced topic for sure. Sorry again, we have been a little uh, lax in the comments, but we're we're here. We're we're knee deep in the the conversation, as it were. Um, but uh, one bit of conversation we should be in is my bookie. Guys, MLB is finally back in full swing, and my bookie is going to be your one-stop shop for all your betting needs. Look at this is all off the top of my mind right now. With a wide range of betting options, including them money lines, them run lines, the totals and futures, my bookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on your favorite teams and players of the sport of your choice. So you can take advantage of the brand new my bookie money bag, which gives you the chance to secure a bet. Of your favorite team or player, I should probably slow down a little bit. And insanely boosted odds. Well, I'm doing it. I'm moving. The monsters flown. We're having a good time. Sign up today, guys. This is the important part. Sign up today at my bookie and use our promo code Dodgers Nation. It's with an S. It's all one word. Dodgers Nation. Use that promo code to secure a first deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars. That is American money. It's simple. Deposit two hundred bucks. Play with 300 instantly. Use that promo code Dodgers Nation to claim your bonus. There's also, we have our, our, our own little like website. If you guys wow. are being this bold about it, mybookie.website slash Dodgers Nation. And that way they know you went there because of us. And then me and Doug can totally get Doug some more booze in this cup yeah. or whatever it may be so if you're looking uh sorry so if you're a baseball fan looking to add even more excitement to the new season look no further than my bookie sign up now and get ready to experience the thrill of baseball betting like never before bet anything anytime anywhere with my bookie what a read 
What a pro. All right. Guys, let's talk some baseball and I want some uh I want some more takes. We're going to we're going to make this let's focus on really making sure this is um we get into the comments a lot on this section. But let's look at the, the this Mets series. This is a kind of to me, I don't know. Is it is it a um, an incredibly important series? I guess we can say. Could this series define who the Dodgers are right now at this point of the season? I mean, I think it's definitely a tiny barometer series for the Dodgers, just because they have been hovering around 500. You have a Mets team who they see themselves as World Series contenders. Of course, they did lose Edwin Diaz, but also too. Dodgers going up against a lefty in David Peterson and we'll see this team has definitely had a nice run of late I mean they're on a streak so yeah I mean this is a Mets team that they're very pesky I mean they like yeah. to grind out at bats they like to put the ball in play and yeah they could definitely cause the Dodgers team fits and we'll see what that what that Dimebacks team did a few weeks ago putting the ball in play wreaking havoc on the base pass the Mets are a team that's capable of doing that Francisco Lindor has had a really nice start this season so you're talking about a team that has star power talking about a team that has a one of their best managers in my opinion of all time in Buck Showalter and I think this Mets team they always bring it against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium you saw it last season you saw in 2021 it's always one of the big deals one of the big marquee matchups in the National League when these two teams face off but as far as how much weight does this series carry I don't see too much because I don't think we're going to fully see the real version of this Dodgers team until they get fully healthy they get Will Smith back you see what they do with that fifth rotation spot when Pepio and and Gonson get back so but still I mean if this team gets off to a slow start and then has to go to Chicago you're talking about a team that could be three four games under 500 by the end of the week if things don't go well so I think there has to be some urgency in this series yeah and you got some good matchups you got uh what feels like a couple of um mismatches in some way really looking forward to that Wednesday matchup you got Cindergard going against his old team and you got Scherzer going one. against his kind of old team hopefully his arm is working that day yeah against the team that really he had his most success with when he was throwing the 98 99 maybe he'll see himself in that uniform again be the thor of old although the way he was able to use that change up in his last start very effective so i think he's trending in the right direction once again what i'm looking at though i'm looking at does this bullpen continue to just improve on the edges right there because Evan Phillips has pitched better of late. Bruce Dar Gratterall has pitched better of late. Will they get quality outings from the starters? But really, you look at this Dodgers offense where they have definitely, definitely struggled. I mean, if you look at the Dodgers ranks right now, I mean, I'm calling that offense the, the Los Angeles Midgers because they're definitely mid at the moment. But if you look at the ugly, yeah, yeah. a 231 yeah, batting yeah. average, that's 25th in all of Major League Baseball. Hitting That's, 231. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. They the, When they score their runs, you know, they keep talking about how the Dodgers are somewhere near the top of all of baseball and offense. Well, yeah, and like the eight games they've won. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> definitely a big disparity, and you can't always look at that win differential, but the run differential. But also, too, hitting 183 last in the league against lefties, a 736 OPS. That's 14th against lefties, not using the stolen base. If you look at this team, home runs-wise, they're second in the league with 27 bombs, isolated powers high. So there's a lot of to like, but still, we'll see how they fare against a lefty. And this team just really has to get it going. And I think you're going to start to hear some whispers about just the overall approach if there's too much, too much feast or famine, too many cold spells. And I too think much of that boomer bust. Yeah, too much of that boomer bust. So we'll see during this series if they can really get it going, get it going with the bats because the strikeout rate is top five worst in the league. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned. 
Uh, Sarah Morris says, we will be killed if we don't hit. Deuce says, trade Roberts for Showalter. Uh, Showtime Dodgers fan says, Max Scherzer is a wash-up. Uh, it's going to be fun seeing him uh, on a, a nice sun, uh, sunny Wednesday afternoon with the pitch clock here in Los Angeles. He's already mentioned he's kind of like, you know, feeling the rush. Max Scherzer's feeling the rush of that pitch clock. And the old folks uh, are going to be feeling the rush. But Roach says, hey, Syndergaard, Scherzer on Wednesday. How Crazy how the turntables. Wait, how's that go again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Mario, hey, we got we got some positivity here. Mario says Dodgers will sweep the Mets guaranteed. That would be fun. It would be fun to have a nice fun Friday uh, fun show, as you like to call it. Where we're positive about something. I mean, we'll find a way to be negative. Guaranteed. With your boy Uh, CT3 hitting cleanup, man. You never know. um, Let's see. I don't. Don Kim says the Mets will complain of of rat smell. Are they going to complain of the rat smell? You got something? Rat smell? I don't know. Well, that was a thing last year, right? Wasn't it? Well, I know, yeah. or last year or two years ago, whenever they first got Lindor, that then wasn't there like some sort of fight and dugout, and they're like, "Oh yeah, there was a yeah, the rat pee New, in their clubhouse, New York rat or a New York possum or something, whatever the hell it was." Yeah, yeah, or, it was or a was possum that situation. Yeah, was a Dodger Stadium. Okay, yeah, this is something different then. I do right. have something though. You do got something. We have a super chat. Let's go. Diane Schroeder, ten dollars said, "Did anybody notice that CT3 is batting cleanup tonight?" Did we? Uh, I mentioned it, but we haven't really talked about it. He just mentioned it again. Yeah. Doug just mentioned it right now. Um, it's giving me bad flashbacks. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, see, giving me flashbacks to Kike Hernandez batting cleanup. It does feel similar to that. It does feel like a little bit of a panic move by Doc in the sense that you're trying to. Put a lot of fire to do a little jump start with this offense, but so far this year he's three in three in a he's three for eleven against lefties with three home runs. So. Career versus lefties, a 782, o, or a 782 OPS last year, or for his career, 782 last year had a 608 OPS versus lefties. On my show, they always call him KT3, so hopefully the strikeouts they, won't be bad. They always call him. Yeah, they always call they, him. They, yeah. they do. But still, I think look, you know, maybe you, you put some Dave, confidence in him. Dave and Garen, Danny Lehman, they watch the show. They know I put the magic on That has Chris to be what Taylor. it is about. So yeah. Chris Taylor's got to be going yard today. Yeah, I mean, game maybe they're putting Monday? trust in him. They're looking to, for him at, to produce and get some extra base hits. But I'm on paper, if you just look at his season as a whole, I mean, a 674 OPS with a 38% strikeout rate, that doesn't scream cleanup hitter to me. But maybe this works. And I think just kind of tinkering with this lineup could open things up. And, yeah, he's the guy who had two home runs over the weekend. You're kind of riding that hot streak. So there is... A part of me that kind of likes the fact that you are at least trying something else and not running the same that's, lineup out there. Yeah, that's so, what I like. Yeah, if there's a sign of things to come, I'm actually kind of cool with the idea of it. But if it doesn't work, you move him down. But I think for Chris Taylor, he definitely needs a spark, and you need to show him some confidence, and this is one way of doing it. So you're going up against a lefty, three bombs versus lefties this year. I think it's a real statistical oddity, the fact that four of his five hits this year are home runs. And... Yeah, I think he's a guy that his approach to the plate is he's really boomer bust right now, but it could work in that spot with that protection. You know where we're going to feel really painful is the bottom of this lineup because you got Trace Thompson who can't hit left-handed pitching still. Oh, yeah. Uh, Miguel Rojas who can't hit yet. And Austin wins making his first start. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of hate the idea of him catching Dustin May, but I hate the idea of anybody but Will and Austin Barnes catching Dustin May. Anyways. He's a vet. 
event now too. DKM, by the way, left the stream, but now is back in the stream. What up, DKM? So we got to make sure everybody knows DKM is back. Guess who's back? Back again. DKM. DKM. We got your friends. You one of them rap guys' girlfriends? <laughs> Deuce says too many whiffs. Ball isn't juiced anymore. Um, Mike Saldana points out. I called it. Dodgers third in the West. Uh, let's see. Uh, Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl says too many strikeouts <laughs> and key at bats with this team. Some things never change. You would like to see them, uh, you know, put some more bat on the ball in. Um, key situations run scoring situations we are seeing it feels like a lot of strikeouts it, with runners on base or bases loaded whatever it may be um swelling sausage says bellinger absolutely wow. sucks robert has to go robert has to go um belly we didn't talk about belly i don't really care he had a home run yeah i don't know Dave Julia roberts. roberts yes oh. the oh. very the very same heartthrob julia roberts <laughs> I will say the anti-Dave Roberts crowd, they are getting a lot of ammo this season early on. And that, I mean, you just saw that game on Friday. I mean, thankfully, Michael Grove did him a solid and going out there and giving him a solid start because you use Andre Jackson in that spot, your long reliever coming on after instead of using him for Saturday for Michael Grove. Some questionable managerial moves from Dave Roberts early on. I think that kind of the consensus on the anti-Dave Roberts side is how does he manage a team where he doesn't, have the deck stacked as much as years past, doesn't have the all-stars, but still lots of talent on this team, and it's still early. I see this one from Don Kim who said that uh, that uh, DeGrom exited the game of the fourth due to wrist soreness. Well, that's interesting. It could be a, a bullet dodged for... Jacob DeGrom yeah. hurt? The Iron Man. The Calvary's going to picture pitchers, right? <laughs> Outman at cleanup makes more sense. Michael Carrillo, that's what I said on the show a few weeks ago, but I think, I think with uh, James Outman... You need him at the bottom of the lineup. And I think Chris Taylor is a guy that if he does have success, you're okay with it and that he's not going to be an on-base machine down the bottom of that lineup right now to turn that lineup around. So at this point, if you're going to throw him in there, in the absence of Will Smith, let's remind you of that. This is nothing permanent, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second that Will Smith is fine, he's going back into that three-hole, and you're going to see Muncie, J.D. Martinez right there in that four and five. So this is what the lineup's going to look like. I think it's just something that's a little creative. You're taking advantage of his recent power surge, and throughout his career, he has gone on streaks. And I could totally see the fact that, one, you fixed him. You've already said he's gonna have you said four wait no he's four, four. bombs for freddie for right freddie. for freddie but still he's on the clint cure right now so he's still riding that wave yeah, then that it could work for him but other one i mean you gotta have, i mean you have to mention trace thompson because trace thompson is a guy who one for 14 with eight mm. strikeouts versus lefties this season 521 ops hitting 071 since his three home run game versus the Diamondbacks on april 1st he's gone three for 21 with one bomb and 11 strikeouts so he's striking out let me do the math. Like fifty-two percent of the time at this point. I'm feeling the victory lap on that one. Yeah, it was also like I'm. I, he April fools me, and he April fools him well himself uh, into still having a job through April because of that three homer game. But dude does not look great. He has not looked great so far. The swing is long. He's not punishing mistakes, and he's just not seeing it well off of lefties. They talked about the angles and this and that, but still, at the end of the day, you're expected to produce, and I think we're at this point where, I mean, I was in the dugout a few days ago, and they asked Doc about him, and one thing I picked up in our, you know, we always say we speak fluent Doc, is when he takes a longer time to answer a question, really gather, and he takes a deep breath, kind of starts yeah. itching back of his ear and neck, that's when you know you kind of start to get to him. And yeah. they asked about his Trace Thompson concern level. 
just kind of a big deep breath, talking yeah. about they he'll, he'll kind of turn his head a little bit. Kind of turn like, his head. Yeah. He really ponders the best way to say, um, I'm very worried about this player. Yeah, and not in those <laughs> words, right? You have yeah. to translate. But look, we saw Friday, he had confidence in Grove, and he pitched well on Saturday. He had confidence in Vargas. He had a pretty solid weekend. But I think with Trace Thompson, they're in this position now where they're really going to have a strong assessment of what he's doing, how he's producing. Because, look, I mean, the, the good thing about him is he is still having some success against right-handed pitchers, but still they need him to be that guy against lefties. You see him in the lineup once again today. And you just can't give up at bats like this team is at the moment. Even yesterday, I mean, you saw the game. He checked his swing. The ball gets passed. You could have made it to first. Of course, he's waiting for the umpire to make his call, and you're going to wait for that. But, I mean, that situation – you kind of want to see him pick it up. So I think the issue with this offense is there's a lot of soft spots. They are thin without Will Smith, and there's just too many at-bats out there that they're kind of giving up. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting tonight to see if Chris Taylor can produce because if he can, I think it would give him some momentum when he does move down the lineup once Will Smith returns. So hopefully this will only be a good thing. Hopefully this offense can really get back on track against this New York team. I think they're going to be up for it. I know you got something special for me. Need myself. to hear you. Two super chats. Oh, uh, let's go. Swell yeah. <laughs> so uh, I guess I missed one earlier. Uh, sorry about that, Swollen Sausage. One ninety nine, and I guess somebody said it was about Andre Jackson. So any Andre Jackson thoughts? I, I know he had I, a bad. I, uh, I I saw it. I I thought I got a, a feel from you, like we didn't want to talk about it or something. It was Andre. I don't know. It said it something, said about, something about contributing to the Andre Jackson haircut fund. And I'm like, uh, no, why like does he hair. need a haircut? Yeah, I like his hair. Why if we're gonna cut, if we're gonna cut his hair, why not cut Dustin's May hair? He has. The, they both have the same exact the hair. Flow. Right. Cut right right his hair. <laughs> <laughs> messing up with the flow. Anyway, Swan Sausage, thank you for the 199. Show flow. I, yeah, I like it. Why are we messing up with the show flow? Anyway, I think it's fire. And then, uh, sorry again, once, uh, once again, Swan Sausage for missing that. And then Nick Morris, five dollars, said. Maybe the boys can get back to the basics and protect the plate with two strikes, quit crying, and stop depending on flawed humans. Ooh. Well, that last part is, is that's a whole other can of worms. Um, but I would like to see a little more old school baseball, you know, slap the ball, move it. You know, it, the, the game is is uh, more tailored to the old school style of, of baseball that it's been in years with the elimination of the shift. Take advantage of some uh, you know, openings on the infield dirt. And, and yeah, I mean, look at Dan Peralta, first pitch swinging, yeah. gets the ball through the hole. So, yeah, I think you're going to see more of that. And I think, too, as the season progresses, if these droughts continue, they are going to have to have a philosophical approach. But I was hoping that that would occur in the offseason. But thankfully, they have guys like Freddie Freeman, guys that are always going to be bat-to-ball guys that are going to have an all-fields approach that aren't swinging for the fences. And that's why, look, I mean, I think hopefully now – Dodgers fans have a bigger, deeper appreciation for Will Smith and what he does for this team. So, yeah, I think this offense, they're going to be fine, but I don't think they're as constructed. I think they need to add a piece, and we're not going to get into that now, but you guys know that I definitely look at Mookie Betts in the top of that lineup, and I think they could use him as a run producer, and I think maybe that's what Freddie Freeman told us in the dugout, in the clubhouse during spring training at some point. Maybe they do tinker with that idea, and I think – even Mookie was seemed like he was more he was open, open to, to that. He's, so. not, he's not as fast as he used to be, and uh, you know you got to score points to win ball games. They say. All right, predictions time. What do we think this uh, this Mets series looks like? And uh, how did we do last week? I mean, with a, a two and a one and two series against the Cubs, or with yeah with the Cubs. So go three and three. Yeah, they ended up going three and three. I went a little. What? 
I went we a little homer. We, we went, went we both five went five and one, one which I White wasn't Pill feeling. Left, but he went six and zero. Oh. I forgot what Noah said. What'd you say? I said three and three. Oh. No, I did. Right. I, I said four and two. I, said All four right. two. I, I was like, oh, I, I remember. I remember you saying four and two. Yeah, because I remember you saying four and two. I think this week, appreciate Got a four game series. I think this week. So you got four against the Mets. You got three against. Yeah, we'll make Mondays our, our week or full week predictions, and then we'll assess where we're at on Friday shows. So you got three with Mets, four with Cubs. A uh, few early games in there, especially in Chicago. Uh, I guess you know with an eleven twenty start, we'll get people a, a Blue Heaven post game show on Friday. Then. Oh, sorry. <laughs> appreciate appreciate the, auto, the the vocal sound effects when he has his finger on the button over. <laughs> Man, anyway. <laughs> All right, predictions, and guys, go ahead and drop into the comments. Give us your, your weak predictions, and then we'll go from there. My heart says five and two. My head says four and three. Let's go four and three. Wait, wait, what'd you say? Wait, um, how many? How many games are there? There's seven. Oh, seven. Okay, I yeah. thought you said like. Sorry, I thought you said six at first, and then went four and three. I was like, wait, are you missing a game? My no, bad. five and two. No, no, I got you. That was that was on me. <laughs> Uh, I think game one is going to really dictate what the rest of the, the this week is going to look like because they better come out angry tonight. Um, I'll do the five and two. Take Go a nice five, five and, two. and two. What do you got, Chief? Would you say four and three? Yeah. And you said five and two? Got a five and two. Should I do the white pill thing? You got a, you got a full <laughs> sweep? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, I'll say... In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. I'll say three and four. Ooh, Sorry, negative Nancy. Sorry, guys. Let's see. Uh, from last week, by the way, um, Diane Schroeder said uh, she went three and three. Oh, nice. Uh, Swell and Sausage, by the way, back in with another super uh, super chat. Dollar ninety nine. Let's go. Yeah. Just Doc is super nice. <laughs> Andre Jackson looks homeless. No, he does not. Uh, I, don't know. I don't see that homeless. I don't see it. I see he's Stop a nice. Stop with the flow. He's a nice. He's a nice fellow that I I really want to do well because we need uh we need somebody like him to do well or else this team's gonna be even worse. Uh, where are you at? I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Mike Krios is zero and six. Well, I don't think uh they don't even they're gonna be so bad they don't even play a game. <laughs> uh, oh, updated to zero and seven. Sarah Morris four and three. Dodgers Chloe says we got another four and three in there. Uh, we got a five and two. We got a four and three from uh Elisheva. Probably nailed that one. Thank you for hanging out with us on YouTube. Uh, DKM says four and three. I'm with I'm with my man D Mac on this one. Let's go to the 80s. <laughs> I'm I'm lost on that one. Uh, SSJ Radio Bluff says six and one, but one is going to be extra innings. Man, we're getting real specific on the I dig predictions. That. I, I dig like that. that. Brady, our first real negative, says uh, three and four. Ooh, three and also four. Maddie fully 
fully in the realm of possibility. Yeah, another one, Maddie Man. We got a three and four. The sorry kids. We got a Roy with a four and three. Josh Kit three and four. Brian three and four. Coach Charlie two and five. Craig Osterberg pulling us out a of the negativity. Six and one. Six and one. How about Jared Myers going seven and zero, running the table? Shout out to Nilo. How about we got Gavin over on YouTube says three and four. We've Snell's got burner. <laughs> is it? We got. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you guys, Justin2000 says 6-1. and one. We got Justin2000 says, let's go Dodgers, beat the New York Mets. We got Alex Ranteria, 3-4. and four. Carl, 1-6 BC. I'm in NYC. I'll watch the road trip. We got Kevin who says, if we can't win with Julio on the mound, we go 2-5. and five. That's from Kevin over on YouTube. We got Diane Trude who says, smash that like button for DMAC and Clint. Thank you so much, Diane. And by the way, congratulations on getting your pick right last week on 3-3. Three and three. David says 4-3. and three. Joe Mama, I like that name. That's five and two. Pacoima Kid says three and four. We got Showtime Dodgers fans. It's a trade for Lars Newtbars. Nice try. You're not going to bait me into a trade talk at the end of the show, <laughs> but we'll do that at a, a video. I got show. you. Brady Horton says, I think we're going to switch roles this week. Pitching is going to suck. Offense oh, will be great. Damn, Brady. I hate, I, I hate how accurate that sounds. Feels like Freddie Freeman's postgame comments. Like, I think, look, the I think the bullpen is kind of figuring some things out. I think. Yeah. So after getting Brew out of Arizona, the last what three uh, three outings look a lot better. I mean, yeah. slider kind of dotting that two seamer. I to think be fair, he's, I did I did trash him pretty decently, like unfairly on Friday. So I like this one, Jared Myers' patch going. update. Yeah, the only update is that they change firms with who they're looking for for their jersey patch. Something that I'm very interested in because look, like I said last year, this is enjoy these last couple of days, enjoy these last couple of weeks because this is the last time the Dodgers uniform will be perfect. Will be a ten out of ten because once you throw the patch on there, it's no longer going to be perfect. Dodgers Nation patch. I'd be I cool with that. I can't wait to see that uh, that god awful giant Mets patch for the hospital or whatever it is. That thing bothers me. You can tell me I, what they need. Yeah, a Manta sleep mat. Uh, yes, patch. sir. Get the Manta sleep patch. Yeah, let's go. Go seventy six. Original sponsor. <laughs> the Bank of America does, one does looks like gas a giveaway. Really need to like advertise though. Like we all need gas. That's a good point. That's a good point. Just saying. I'm sure it'll be like well, a tech company. Some you know. crypto. Well, it won't be a crypto company though, right? Aren't those like basically all folding or something? No, or? not necessarily. Shout out FTX. Shout out to FTX. <laughs> FTX. At least we won't see that crap on the Empire. Uh, well, you know, Gavin Stone's changeup is nastier than a gas station. This is, is this is fair. This is very <laughs> fair. Well, it has been for two or three starts. All right, well, guys, we're going to head out of here. But uh, Dodgers Chloe says Dodgers Nation patch it would be greater than any other option the Dodgers would put on there. I'm we'll just saying. Sick. Hold on, wait. There it is. There, there it is right there. Dodger Nation. Dot com. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that out. notification bell. Know, all that kind of stuff. Otani patch from Craig Osterberg. Yeah. <laughs> Talked about that before, too. <laughs> Throw the Otani patch on there. Selling some stuff. But, yeah, that's going to be really interesting. So we'll keep you updated. If there's any news on that, I'll be dropping a video. But the Dodger Nation patch is going to be sick. You know, if you saw that, that video, that reel I did, we asked the fans what's the craziest thing you would do for a Dodgers World Series. Uh -huh. The one fan said he would actually get a full-blown Dodgers Nation back tattoo. So if it happens, I'm going to find you, man. We're coming for you. We're, we're going to get, get that tat. You're getting that tat. Let's get him. All right, guys, we're going to head on out of here. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for all the comments, questions, the super chats. Thank you for the dialogue once again on another fine edition. Episode 9 billion and 7 of the Blue Heaven podcast. Find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. Subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're everywhere your podcasts are available for free. So go there. Dab on the haters. Leave a good review. It would help us out a lot. 
Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's our Dodger Nation YouTube channel, the youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell. Leave a like. Leave a comment on every single video we've ever posted where you see Meyer Doug's face. Get yourself a Manta Mask, mantamask.com. I'm RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy's DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Shout out to Cody, who has Twitter but doesn't really care about it that much. And uh, you can follow him by using the at Dodgers Nation one because he posts all that heat on there. We're at Dodgers Nation on Twitter and Instagram. We got a group on Facebook. We got a page on Facebook. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll see you on Friday. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home.